Yo, indecent exposés, this is Jason. Now you've been listening to this show for a while now. And don't tell me you haven't. Server stats don't lie. And it's time for you to pony the hell up. These episodes, they cost money to make, you know. I've been spending my money. Now how about it's time we spend some of your money. Go to our crowdfunding page at patreon.com slash Glass. If you can't spell that, just follow the link in the sidebar at greylockglass.com. You'll find your way. Now, I'm not asking you to do something that you can't do. When you get there, become a patron at a level that's comfortable for you. $1 a month, $5 a month, $10 a month. The important thing, you pay your fair share. Thank you. Ushering in a new era in independent art celebration. Indecent exposure. You were convicted of indecent exposure for the third time. That's exactly what it is there, Poindexter. There's four counts of indecent exposure. This is episode 19 of Indecent Exposure here at the Greylock Glass. Today is Saturday, November 21st, 2015. I am your host, Jason Velasquez, and I am thrilled to have you here with me for this very special episode. Well, they're all very special episodes, but in this very special episode, not only do I get to speak with rising film creator Billy Hahn, who's working on a brand new film right here in the Berkshires, I get to reconnect with my old colleague, my comrade to communications, and my good friend, actor David Joseph. Now, the two of them are going to be talking about the movie the feature film that is in production and being filmed right now, Pennyland, which is a dark uh, drama that features um, a lot of locations, as we're going to find out here in the Berkshires. Um, But before we go into the interview, I should say that I intended once again to do some great sort of interweaving of quotes and, and just sort of getting clever, but I listened to the two conversations and there really wasn't anything I wanted to cut out. And that's been my big problem, hasn't it? You know, those of you who are listening, um, I like to hear everything and I figure that you do too. And you keep listening and you keep telling me, you you know, you like the long form journalism. So we keep doing it. So in this episode, you do not get to hear, you know, cool fades and jump cuts and things like that. Can you say that? An, an audio, a fade, a jump cut? You know what I'm talking about. Um, but uh, there is one other thing also that we want to talk about. I started this episode off with the um, my sort of um, you know mobster appeal for you to donate to my Patreon.com campaign, crowdfunding campaign. And I left it in there, but I really, what I want you to do, there's, there's a few days left uh, to contribute to um, to this movie, which has its own crowdfunding campaign going over at Indiegogo. And what I'd like you to do is if you were thinking about giving money to the Greylock Glass, um, I'll take your money, I can take your money, you know, tomorrow, next week, next month, I don't care. I'll take it whenever. But the Indiegogo campaign uh, for Pennyland it ends this week. So let's uh, let's have you shoot on over to their Indiegogo page. The link is in the show notes at greylockclass.com. 
and um, and kick in there because this is a film that we really want to see. I mean, it's not just that we want to like help out these guys make a movie. It's that this is a movie we want to see. So with that, let's go straight to our interview with Billy Hahn. With me on the line is Billy Hahn, who is the writer, the director, the producer of a film that is currently in development known as Pennyland. It's a feature film by Oasis 7 Pictures that's a blend of Wall Street and The Social Network. It's a dark, edgy feature film, and Billy is going to describe uh, a number of things, including his autobiographical perspective on the whole issue. Welcome to Indecent Exposure, Billy Hahn. Good evening. How are you? Oh, I'm fantastic. It's so good to have you on the show. Uh, thank you very much. Um, tell us a little bit about uh, about the uh, the origins of this film. The origins well it came from uh, an idea I had uh, several years ago, and I spent a uh, couple couple of years uh, tinkering with the idea. It's sort of uh, based on loosely based on my uh, experiences uh, with. Uh, uh, penny stocks and regular stocks, but just mainly penny stocks. Tell me, what 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 is a penny stock? Well, th- I think the definition is uh, that a penny stock is anything under uh, a dollar, maybe five dollars. But uh, these type of uh, penny stocks are literally, uh, most of them actually, aren't even a penny. Uh, a lot of these uh, stocks you can, you could buy millions of shares for, a couple thousand dollars is so cheap. Um, yeah, so a lot of these, uh, a lot of these stocks—they're not even a penny. And uh, why, uh, why it's called Pennyland? The film is when an actual uh, penny stock reaches a penny, um, then everybody's happy and celebrates uh, when the stock hits a penny. So, hence Pennyland. Ah, now uh, are these are these. Uh, these stocks that you'd find on the the New York Stock Exchange, the the Dow, the Nasdaq, they're um, they're over the counter stocks, um, OTC. Uh, they're traded over the counter. They're uh, to a degree they're they're regulated in a way they still have to file uh, paperwork and and whatnot to to keep uh, current, but uh, they're they're over the counter penny stocks. They're uh, you could say they're they're a, a little shady. Okay. Stocks. Yeah. But it sounds like when things go your way, uh, you may hit you may hit pay dirt. You may hit a big, or you may lose it just as quick. Okay. Uh, you have to. I mean, you you day you definitely day trade uh, penny stocks. It's almost like you're looking at them minute by minute because you never know what can happen with these things, depending on how it's being. Uh, uh, pumped up um, with groups or emails or stuff that you get in the mail trying to trying to pump the stock. So they're pump and dumps. That's what they really are. Gotcha, gotcha. And, uh, but they're they're it's, it's quite a ride if you if you find that right uh, that right stock and it takes off, then uh, it's it's pretty wild. So you. You, well, of course, I'm, I never hit. I never hit on a stock, but that's you know, that's part of that's part of the backstory. So. Well, in your uh, film, you've got a character um, named Billy, 
who yeah. is played by David Joseph, uh, and many in the Berkshires uh, probably know him uh, from among other places, uh, Shakespeare and Company. And uh, oh, absolutely. And he's been, um, and he's going to be taking on the role of Billy, who I assume uh, is looking to strike it rich. Oh yeah, he's looking to strike it rich. Uh, it's uh, like I said, sort of loosely based on my uh, previous experiences, but uh, he's sort of a a young guy that's uh, drift, drifting through life, and he's always he's always trying to bet on that one that one horse to come in to win it all, and sort of discovers uh, the shady world of penny stocks and he uh he comes up with a, a stock scheme an idea that uh has a lot of uh consequences. Mm, gotcha. Gotcha. But uh yeah, we uh we've started uh, a couple days of shooting so far and and uh David is uh he's a fantastic actor. He's uh, he's a great actor. And uh I just I just got lucky that uh a friend of mine, uh, he just uh, he made the call and introduced me, and uh, we hit it off right away. And he he, uh, he sort of immediately got it with with the character, and and uh, off and running we went. So, and you've just started shooting. Meanwhile, while you're shooting, you're also trying to manage an Indiegogo crowdfunding campaign, and we'll talk a little bit more about that in the end. But um, that's a that's kind of an, an interesting gamble as well, because you're really trying to uh, you're trying to get the attention of a lot of people quickly uh, to to realize the value of this story, and I think that that's um well, I can tell you uh, a lot of people are you compare it to um, well sort of a what was it a, uh, a the social network meets uh, Wall Street. Um, well, I think that we can never get enough of those because those are often <laughs> fill, filled with right. the sort of you know the intrigue. Uh, there's also a little bit of romance involved. There's uh, you know, this is it's always a great story, and we're always glad that we're not the ones uh, usually suffering the amazing consequences that that land on people's heads. Who else? Yes. Who else is in this film? Uh, well, in addition to uh, David Joseph is uh, Michael Burnett, uh, Jeff Kent. Uh, Tom Whaley and Jamie Greenland. So we got an amazing cast. It's an incredible cast. I'm very lucky. I'm very lucky just uh, that they're interested in doing this thing and uh, and just sort of the lack of uh, finances to to do this, but they want to do it and and uh, hopefully in the end everything will work out uh, incredibly well for for all of us. But uh, it's a great cast, great people too, really good actors. You've got a there's a lot of Shakespeare. Experience. I'm looking at their bios here on the Indiegogo cam, uh, page, and and I, I encourage people to to check out that page because a lot of information is here. Um, there's a lot of Shakespeare. What what do you think uh, that sort of experience can bring to a a high drama film like Pennyland? Well, one thing I could definitely say that uh, I witnessed right away with with uh, some of the footage that I've shot already with uh, David and and Michael that uh, people from Shakespeare are very well trained. Very well, Trina, and uh, that uh, it kind of blew me away because uh, I figured, you know, so, some of the people from Shakespeare are more, you know, on the stage, but uh, they're very adept at uh, the way things work with with shooting shooting film. Just just simple things like uh, eye line and the use of props and continuity, and and so I'd say that the training is very impressive with Shakespeare. Yeah, and you know what? They've also got uh, they they exercise their memory. A lot, so uh, yes, 
that yeah. that's got to help when you you know even though you can you know do any number of takes it's got to be very gratifying uh, when you can do something and not have to take you know gosh knows how many takes to to get it filmed um oh they uh, they uh, they know the lines right away it's it's they they don't miss a beat uh, i mean they have the lines down and and just like I said about continuity, is that we'll we'll try we'll try some some ad living in there, uh, you know, after a couple of takes. But uh, just they are able to just do it the same way every time. And as a as a director, just that it just makes your life so much easier when you go to the editing room after you after you've shot the footage and just it, so though that was one of the things that just really I was really impressed by that. Now you're also you. You're shooting this. You're actually shooting much of this in the Berkshires proper, right? Yes, and, I, and I'm actually shooting it as, as well, uh, in addition to all the other hats. But, uh, yeah, we're shooting entirely in the, in the Berkshires of uh, Western Massachusetts, which is amazing because there's not I – don't, I don't feel that there, there's enough films that are being shot here. So I'm excited about it. I'm very excited about it. Uh, so are we going to be able to see, maybe uh, recognize some of these locations? Oh yeah, I'm shooting uh, many different locations: uh, at Housatonic, Pittsfields, uh, Great Barrington, Stockbridge, uh, maybe some stuff in uh, North Adams as well. So you'll see a lot of recognizable uh, landmarks and uh, scenery in the film. So. Gotcha. How'd you get into filmmaking? Uh, filmmaking, I loved uh, making films. You know, even way back when I was, uh, you know, five, five, six years old, uh, had an old. Uh, an old uh, eight millimeter film camera, and always loved film. And uh, when I was a little older, I started uh, making films with friends of mine, and uh, just kept on, on shooting little little stuff here and there. And then I went to to film school for uh, a couple years in uh, New York, and then went on to uh, work on on uh, indie films, doing props and production assistant work, and. A few years after that, I did a short film called Merwinsville, and it uh, did really well and went to film festivals, and and uh, it was a great experience. So uh, this this uh, Pennyland is actually my first uh, feature film. So uh, it's a big endeavor, but I know I can do it. So what uh, you know, filmmaking has come a long way since you were a six year old running around with a with a Super Eight. What uh, what what do you find you like, and, and what uh, what's the challenge uh, to making films these days? Uh, the challenge, well, it cha- the challenge is always money. That's uh, that's that's number one. You've got a number of people who are acting, and they are they're working right now, um, filming uh, this week. Uh, how are you paying them? Uh, right now, we're we're doing a. Uh, uh, we're, we're, well, I am reimbursing them for gas. One thing, and uh, food. Uh, a cu- uh, previously, a couple years ago, I did try a uh, uh, Indiegogo uh, campaign for the film. It was actually uh, a different title, the same film, but it was a different title, and uh, sort of rewrote it a little bit since then. But basically, the same idea. So I was able to raise uh, nine hundred and five dollars. Uh, before the fees, which is actually seven hundred ninety-six dollars and forty cents. So right now I'm working off that uh, previous money that I'd, uh, I had raised, um, and right now the actors are going to do uh, a deferred basis. Um, 
but uh, I know in the end everything will work out because uh, I feel very strong that the film will, will succeed and do really well. And I think everybody in the film knows that and they trust me, which is which is a, an amazing thing. Um, but I do. I have very, very high hopes for the film. And I have to because I have to make the film. This is This is the one thing I have to do in my life is make this film. So if I don't make the film, I'm not sure what I'll do, but I have to do the film. Well, it sounds like you've got the right story. It sounds like you've got the right people involved. Um, and you've got a new Indiegogo campaign uh, that is currently live right now. How? Tell us, first of all, for those, who, for those people who don't know about Indiegogo, how does it work? It's uh, it's pretty simple actually. Uh, so you, if you have a project, you if you have a film or a cause, uh, you sign up with Indiegogo.com, and you uh, put your project on there. You talk about uh, uh, your background and and who you are and uh, your goals and your hopes and who's involved in the project, um, and you create perks uh, for different uh, dollar amounts. So if people want to select a perk for that dollar amount, they can do that. And yeah, you know, the perks can be anything from uh, a copy of the script to uh, a poster or a t-shirt, you know, if it's a film project. Uh, but they can also donate uh, any amount they want, so they don't necessarily have to uh, select a perk. And uh, with mine, I, I have a teaser trailer of the film that's on there as well that, to give people a sense and an idea of what the, what the film is going to be like. Uh, in addition to that, I put... Um, all the actors' bios and headshots on the on the page. So just to to get people when they when they go to the page to to really see uh, what's involved uh, with the film. And but yeah, for somebody that wants to sign up and and create a campaign, it, it's pretty simple. You just have to um, you just have to have a lot of information uh, on the page so people can see what you're uh, trying to do. Well, you and you do have a lot of information. You've got the trailer, you've got the bios. I will, of course, provide a link in the show notes to both the Indiegogo page. Um, and I appreciate got, it. Thank yeah, you. You're certainly welcome. This is one of the beauties of podcasting is that we can include extra info and a That's link right. to into a link to your uh, Facebook because I see that you've got a Facebook page as well. So we'll link to that. That's right. Okay. And so people can go, and if they like what they see, they like the sound of this movie, Pennyland, which, and I do. This sounds exciting, and I would, you know, I would pay to see David Joseph up on screen. And I, I can, I can get David Joseph will win an Oscar for this uh, role. He will. <laughs> he's going to win the Oscar. Well, I think that uh, you know he he's not going to argue with you. He's too humble. No. To say, you know he's too he's he's actually too modest. That's why I have to say it. Right, right. He's too modest to say that. But so people can go check it out, and uh, and then they can uh, you know pitch pitch into the into the guitar case that's open there, sure. and uh, and make this make this movie happen because the Berkshires, like you said, we really you know we really could use more movies being made here. And, oh, absolutely. Uh, and I yes. think that uh, the more movies, it's kind of like a you know, it's kind of like a mag- magnetic effect. You know, one movie gets made here, and then another, and another, and another, and pretty soon, um, we're going to have to shut the gates. Uh, and the thing is, it's really there's a lot to offer. If uh, between you know starting in South County all the way up to to North County and into Vermont, there's just uh, so many different areas and so many different. You know, if, if you you could shoot literally. Uh, uh, any sort of dra- a genre film you wanted to in the Berkshires, I believe. Yeah, I would say so. 
I would say yeah. so. Um, yeah. I think that, uh, the people will be pleasantly surprised, uh, when they see just how much you've got going into this. All right. Well, Billy, I will, um, I will let you go because I know that you have a, a really insane, um, schedule. <laughs> And I and I appreciate you taking the time out of that schedule to uh, to talk with us here at Indecent Exposure. And I wish you well with shooting, and I wish you well with with the campaign. Well, Jason, thank you very much for uh, for having me on. I really appreciate it. Take care. Okay. Bye bye. Bye. Well, it sounds to me like this film falls squarely into a, a genre that I f- I'm drawn to like a moth to a flame. I, I got to tell you, like this sort of high intensity, everything's on the line. Uh, we get to see the inside of the the dark insides of the character's soul, and um, and we just we're on the edge of our seats, uh, wondering is is there going to be any kind of comfortable resolution? Um, and you know sometimes it's okay when there's not too. Um, but I I'll tell you I am really looking forward to it. Um, and speaking of intensity, what about that Billy Hahn, huh? Now we talked quite a, quite a bit. Before you know, in the green room, our virtual green room here at the Greylock Glass Studios World Headquarters, um, and he is—he is an intense guy. He's a brilliant. He's got a brilliant mind, and um, and I cannot wait to see the results of this. And, and you know, it kind of sucks, frankly, because we know that they start making a movie, and even under the best best of circumstances, we have to wait. You know, we got to wait. To later, and um, and I want to see this movie now. Um, and I'm going to say again: don't forget, there's an Indiegogo campaign going on right now. Visit that page and um, and kick in a buck if this is the kind of movie you want to see, or ten bucks, or a hundred bucks. Who knows? Maybe we've got uh, deep pockets listening to the show today. I hope so. Um, let's go now to our conversation with my buddy David Joseph, and he's going to talk about. Well, he's going to talk about the same sorts of things we've been talking about, but he's going to take it from the the actor's angle, um, which is you know, it's a different take on on a movie, and he's going to talk about some of the other stuff that he's got going on. So let's go to that conversation with David Joseph. David Joseph, it is so good to have you here on Indecent <laughs> Exposure at the Greylock Class. How are you doing, my friend? I am well, and thank you so much for your interest in having me. It is a pleasure to always talk with you, my friend. Well, talking with you for business or pleasure has always been <laughs> one of my princi- my principal joys in life. So I well, should I feel the same. So you were you were working at Shakespeare and Company, and um, you were doing uh, group sales, right? Uh yes, and, I was actually yeah. technically the the exciting title was uh, director of sales and special events rental. That's the official and glamorous title. You must have met a lot of people in the area. Oh, my God. I was so lucky. There, this area is just one of the most fruitful in terms of people that have just wonderful backgrounds and wonderful lives and wonderful ideas of what they want the world to be and what it is. I've just met so many great people through that position. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and of course, you know, I, I would see these groups come in, you know, sometimes buses, sometimes vans, and <laughs> they'd be renting. Yeah, you know, they all, you know, they're all looking for David. And um, the great thing was always, well, yeah, I always loved the bridal because you always rented to the, what was that, the, what show was that, the, the Berkshire Bridal Expo? or? Yeah, yep. The, the Bridal Expo would come through. They came through a couple of times. And once a year, they would take a tour, and all the people that were uh, interested in potentially renting the facility would be there that day. And I'd give them the grand tour of 
all 36 acres and all those outbuildings. Right, right. Yeah, I kind of wish that I was like uh, like a concert promoter or a music promoter or something because I, I would I would love to use those uh, facilities for something. I just can't think about what, uh, it, what it would be right now. Um, yeah, I mean, they're a great, they're such a great space there. And I at one point pitched to uh, the board and to Tina um, to sort of name one of the space something different to sort of lend, lead itself to that. But um, But I also agree with the fact that the model and the mission really is to making world-class theater, not to um, renting space, you know? So I, I, um, I, I was, I get in my mind of what, where I wanted to go in one part, but I have to keep in mind that it's also my home as an artist. And uh, I still consider it that I'm still teaching and directing and acting there consistently. So um, it, it's just a wonderful theater community and it does have these incredible assets, which are these buildings. Well, um, you've really, you've really, I mean, you've made a name for yourself, uh, certainly here in the Berkshires uh, with your, with your acting. Um, mm-hmm. I'm trying to think about some of my favorite shows. I loved, you know, I love The Liar. That was probably one oh, of my, my very favorite shows. Um, 39 Steps, great mm-hmm. show. Um, and you've done some Shakespeare. What, what have you been, what have you been your favorite shows? Well, you know what, one of my favorite favorites, and I'm actually literally feeling, feeling the loss of it right now is It's a Wonderful Life. Normally, mm-hmm. the last two years, we have been in tech during this week to get ready to do our first performances uh, next weekend for that show. And I miss George Bailey every day this time of year. <laughs> but I, I, I really enjoyed doing Midsummer in terms of the Shakespeare. I really enjoyed doing The Tempest with Olympia and uh, Apollo Dukakis. That was a blast. Um, I, I, you know, honestly, my experience at Shakespeare and Company across the board has been just so wonderful. I really consider them my theatrical home, and, and I just hope I can continue to, to be there as much as possible. I'm actually going to be there this weekend, which I'm sure your listeners know is the big fall festival weekend. Huge. And I'll yeah. be there uh, dressed as the Mountie, all in red, and helping to uh, raise awareness and raise funds as I patrol about in my Mountie outfit all weekend at the Fall Festival of Shakespeare. Yeah, we just, we actually covered a fall, the Fall Festival um group uh, from Greylock High School over in, in my neck of the woods, Greylock Regional oh, School. Oh, yeah, with Josh. Yeah, yeah. And Allie, they're, and, they're great. What a great two to have. Yeah, no, and uh, it's 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 an interesting thing. We um we talked for a while. Uh, they were they were performing at uh, the, the uh, well, they performed at, I guess, the uh-huh. uh, Williamstown Elementary School. And I got to interview Luke Park, who is a senior, and this is his last, his last... Uh-huh. Uh, fall festival and how many has he done all of them from six because it's yeah, a re, it's a re, mean, yeah it's a regional school so they start in sixth grade or seventh grade right like i mean what a what a program to have a, a kid that's off to college that has had that much exposure to shakespeare to me is just incredible he incredible. said yeah he said that when he started he was awkward at speaking he really had a hard time um huh. you know vocalizing and and getting his getting his thoughts through his mouth and he said uh-huh. that doing Shakespeare um, cured him of that because he and, it, and wow. it, it was obvious because he certainly didn't have any trouble, you know, elucidating his points uh, during the interview. So wow. there you That's go, amazing. But yeah, uh, it's an incredible, it's an incredible art form to be able to sh- speak Shakespeare. It's, uh, it really opens your mind to language and to words themselves. So I'm not surprised it had an impact on him and how he communicates to the world. It really, and the reason why we're still loving watching these productions 400 years later is because there's still themes and 
issues and circumstances that we go through every day. I mean, war in and of itself, the violence that's happening in the world now, just, I mean, it, it just, it, it, it slays me every day. It really bothers me. And those are things that were in Shakespeare as well. It's just, we never seem to quite learn how to, how to get out of that. No. And, and, and great themes like treachery, and and yeah. g- greed and and yeah. avarice and and the sort of things that uh, that also translate to the big screen, correct? Ab- absolutely, absolutely. You see how we human just... themes, human interests. Now let's uh, let's just uh, ride that segue into your latest. <laughs> You're a genius, look at you. <laughs> you know, I'm t- thank you, thank you. So, but... speaking of that, let me Spe- take you into. God, you are everything. <laughs> This is Kermit the Frog here with another, yeah. (laughs) So, uh, we're talking about... Don't make me me start singing the Rainbow Connection. Don't make it happen. If your listeners don't want that. If if you've got a banjo on you, we'll we'll make allowances. Um, Hold on a second. Can I get it? No, 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 no. We don't. We'll we'll see if we have time at the end, and and then we'll go over it. I'm kidding. The project, it's your new project. Why don't you tell us the name of it? Uh, the name of the feature film is called Pennyland. Pennyland, and this is the being written, directed, and produced by Billy Hahn, correct? That's right. Billy Hahn, he, uh, what an amazing guy. I mean, he wrote this film, he's uh, producing this film, and he's directing it. I mean, he really does it all. During these days of shoots, he's, he's just right there doing all these aspects and in such uh, a delicate yet um, forward-moving way. And and he picked this region in part because he's he's from around here, right? Yeah, well, it's actually great. You know, he lived in L.A., did the L.A. circuit for many years, worked on lots of films and TV things and production, and he does props as well. He's an amazing props artisan. Uh, he also lived in New York City for a while, but he has decided to hang his hat now here in the Berkshires, and I feel grateful that I get to be part of this project and that he's here doing it. And also, speaking of Shakespeare earlier, we have a lot of people that have trained and uh, acted on those stages in this very film that also lives locally. So it's really a, a wonderful project um, doing a lot of great things for the Berkshires and the people in the Berkshires as well. Now tell us a little bit about the story. Who, who are we, who, who, who do we care about? Who's our hero? What's so his I, problem? You know, he's, well, I, I don't want to give you too much information about that because he's in some ways almost an anti-hero. He's uh, so I play, uh, I play Billy Zambrano, who is, uh, this uh, gentleman that's a little down and out in his luck. That's how we find him in the beginning of the film. But he has a really close friend that they've been friends since they were little kids. And uh, I ha- Billy has uh, a little bit of a an issue with just finding his way in the world and writing his way. Um, but what ends up happening is he comes up with this great idea of uh, creating a film company. And his best friend's a filmmaker. Uh, and in the name of this film company, he decides to make it a publicly traded company and therefore give it the ability to then have funding and, and make movies. It really starts off with, I think he has the right heart, the right mind, the right intention, but this particular person just can't seem to do things the right way, seems to get in his own way, and uh, things uh, start going a little south from there with everyone involved. So again, themes of uh, you know money, corruption, greed, mm-hmm. all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you um, you said that a number of these uh, fellow you know, cast members have Shakespeare, uh, and I I talked to Billy, and and he said that he really enjoyed the fact that um, 
that the ability to put emotion, you know, and real energy into the roles uh, was mm-hmm. was obvious, and and it was obvious in, in people who've had Shakespearean training. Um, oh, uh, how do you how do you um, how do you translate the stage to the screen? It's so interesting to to do that. I, um, it's a very different um, mode, you know. I, I, obviously, it's instead of having to communicate through this enormous space and make sure that the last row of this enormous space also can not only hear you but understand what you're trying to communicate. It's a very different um, communication than one of a camera and, and an intimacy of a camera that's right there in front of you. And uh, so it, it, I think the focus for Shakespeare and the focus for storytelling is, is just that, is, is the story. What is the story? What is the emotion? What are the feelings? And if you, instead of just showing me that you're feeling this way, if you actually feel that way and then just say the words, um, I think the rest takes care of itself. And then the intimacy of the space allows you to not have to be so voluminous in every way. You can actually have these feelings on a real intimate, internal human level and not have to feel like you have to volumize it both emotionally, physically, spiritually out to the last row. So it's, it's a really great thing. But again, if you just feel the feelings and say the words, it takes care of itself is, is my hope. And, and translates probably in a concentrated fashion onto the screen, which is going to make it really, really pop there. Now this, yeah, yeah this is being filmed in the Berkshires and, um, and Mr. Han did say that we will notice he didn't give me any. Uh, I don't think he gave me any specifics, but he said we're going to notice some places uh, in the Berkshires. Mm-hmm. Uh, how has that been shooting here at home? Oh, it's great. I mean, I love shooting around here, but it's very funny too because <laughs> people definitely, you know, sort of to your point in the beginning, is that I've done a lot of shows in the area. People know me, so we'll be sometimes shooting a scene, and someone will stop and want to talk for a while, and it's always <laughs> very funny because uh, we, you know it's a different genre. You you can't just stop, you know, it, it takes often multiple takes and multiple runs to get this one particular line to come through. So it's, it's been awesome working in the Berkshires and the people in the Berkshires are, are just a lovely group, but it's very funny when people in the Berkshires see a camera rolling, you know, there, it's not as much like in New York city where they're like, Oh yeah, they're shooting another movie. But in the Berkshires, what happens, people stop, people come and hang out. It's, uh, <laughs> it's really cool, but it's also a little distracting, but it's, it's wonderful. I mean, it's a, it's such a great place because um, there's such a high caliber of arts that happen in the Berkshires and what an amazing, unique pocket of the world out in the middle of the country in the beautiful mountains, but then to have this high level caliber of arts that are always around us. Um, yeah. So it's been great. It'll be interesting if, um, if more and more filmmakers start discovering that uh, it's, it's got, I mean, it is a perfect backdrop for a lot of different kinds of films. It really is. And actually, a lot of people don't realize how much actually does happen. There are a lot of films and projects that are happening constantly in the area. Um, and if you look at uh, the Berkshire Film and Media Commission, who's uh, headed by Diane Perlman, she can tell you, I mean, there are so many projects happening in the Berkshires all the time. And people don't always know that, but this community is so open and helpful to continuing to get that not only just the, the, the artists, when I say the artists, I mean like the actors and directors, but also the crew that are helping us are from this area. There's a, there's a big pocket and a big community of those technicians that live in this area. And they can then commute to New York, commute to Boston, commute up to Canada without 
really too much difficulty. So it's a it's a unique geographical area for lots of reasons for yeah. film and work. That is, I guess that's really true. You don't have to import the talent. It is here. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's been a big draw for companies as well. Now, this is not your first film. You've done some, you've done some screen acting before, right? Yeah, yeah. I was in Ang Lee's Taking Woodstock. I did another feature film where I had uh, a bigger part uh, called Magdalena's Brain. That was uh, a production I did a couple of years ago. Um, I've done a bunch of commercials when I was in the city. Uh, nothing really on TV besides commercials, but uh, yeah, maybe a handful or so of, of different films, feature length and uh, shorts. Mm, mm. Well, Which I... you can find it all on my website at davidjosephactor.com. Wait a minute, say that again, davidjosephactor.com. <laughs> Is it all one word? <laughs> all one word, all lowercase. <laughs> no kidding. So we can see clips then? We can see photos, we can see video? Oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah, I've got photos on there. I've got my resume on there, and I've got a really short reel on there that I'm hoping uh, to add to with Pennyland shortly. You know what? We're not just going to – I mean, normally I say we're going to provide a link in the show notes. And, of course, we'll do that. We'll provide the link to your to your site in the show notes. But we're going to embed that video. If it's on Vimeo or YouTube, I'm going to embed that so people can just oh. – there, there'll be no excuse for people not to see that video. And – if you are so moved, you just uh, you get in touch with David and say, David, you know what? You're ready for your close up, and and uh, you're our guy. You're, you're our, our guy. guy. And uh, I'm thinking, I'm thinking Oscar. You know, or, or can you say that? <laughs> well, that, I don't know. I don't know, but I appreciate the uh, sentiment, and uh, you're always a, a very kind gentleman. So I appreciate that. Well. Well, there's, you know, there's, there's always something in it for me too, though. Don't think I'm a saint here. You know, when, when you are, when you are, uh, you know, a household name, you know, globally, I can say, you know, you saw him here first, people. <laughs> well, hopefully we'll still be doing podcasts together. So you could just say, Hey, how's it going with that new Bam. TV show or movie? Bam. TV? That's exactly right. We can work right. this out together, baby. We can work it out together. So. There's another website that we're going to send people to, though, right? It's the the uh, the yeah. Indi- Go ahead, yeah. tell us about Thank it. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Well, we're trying to do an Indiegogo campaign for Pennyland to make some uh, upfront money, just so we can do things like production value. So it's important for us to have a film that is of a particular quality. So none of us are taking any money upfront for ourselves. We want it all to go into production costs. So um, this ultimately will be for a really high-end, high-caliber editor. Now, films happen in such a long process and in so many different stages, and all of them are equally important. So this funding will help things like editing, things like equipment. So, again, it's not really necessarily in any way going to us specifically. It's, um, It's meant to do a really good product in hopes that we can get into some festivals and tell some stories and and hope to uh, continue this uh, process uh, forward. And people know all about Indiegogo. It is the way a lot of great art, other things Mm -hmm. too, but especially great art gets made. And people should definitely follow the link that I'm going to have in the show notes to that page. I've been there. And what I can say is that everything you want to know about Pennyland is described. Uh, A gorgeous high-res picture of of David Joseph is there. Mm -hmm. I mean, you don't even have to pitch in to get that reward, um, <laughs> as well as the. <laughs> as, I'm gonna know. have. I need to have you next to me, just walking along whenever I do anything, Jason. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I will, tell him. I'm just gonna go. I'm just gonna go chase and tell him. <laughs> I will put the optimum spin on everything you do. You are amazing. I'm going to replay these notes to myself all day long so <laughs> I, can, I can boost my own confidence, I think. <laughs> well, and I'm sure I'll be able to pull one more out before we go, but the, the he's, he, he's not the only actor, ladies and gentlemen. Um, no. There are a number of other, um, you know, other stars who've all got great, um, great histories, great, uh, great resumes. Um, as well as uh, the woman playing Mary, who's got a lot of Shakespearean act uh, experience too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, she, Jamie's in it. Michael Burnett has been a member for also, who's been a member for uh, gosh, long as I've been there for ten years, and he's been there probably pushing twenty at this point. So he's been there doing acting and directing and fight and writing. I mean, he he's done so much in Shakespeare and coming as well. Then you have Jeff Kent who's also spent many a year on the stage there and doing some training as well. And then Tom Whaley, who's also done, um, you know, training at Shakespeare and Company. So it's, it really is a group that has done that training and had that experience, which again, it provides a shorthand for us as actors, for us, us as artists. When we arrive, we both, we all have a similar shorthand in how we communicate to each other and how we relate to each other in these themes. So it makes it really take off in a way that you'd normally have to build with actors over time. And right. the fact that we have this together is a very unique and wonderful experience. Right. Well, people can go and they can read your bio, the bios of all the actors. They can see the uh, the trailer, the trailer for the uh, for the for the show, and they can find out about about Billy Hahn, the uh, the writer and director of this this project so please do follow the show notes to go get all that information um anything else on your horizon anything else you've got in the works well i'm performing this great piece down at stella adler in december called i married and the axe pick killer which is a story based on the life of carol and david dukes david dukes is a famous actor that died in a tragic accident where he was playing tennis and uh, died instantly of a heart attack playing tennis when he was like 50, 52 years old. I remember that. And uh, I play, I basically play David Dukes in it. And uh, it's a, it's a wonderful piece in it. And I'm actually, I'm actually still deceased in it. Hmm. And I come back and have a voice in as she's writing this script and this story about their lives. So I keep coming back and interrupting and I, I play David Dukes. I play David Dukes' father. I play, and then several other roles that David Dukes played throughout his career. So it, I just feel very, um, again, privileged to play such a gifted actor. And I feel like the stakes are, are high to try to keep that bar up to what he has done as an actor. If you look, He's not as well of a name, but if you look at his resume, the things that he's done specifically in the theater world, it really is a, is a stunning career that he, was, he had. And it's a tragedy that he died so young. It is. It is. And um, it does, it just, I mean, I know we've all got to go and I know it's it's a tragic time when any of us do. Well, maybe not anybody. <laughs> I don't know who's going <laughs> to, people are kind of you know, waiting, they're tapping their feet for me. But, um, <laughs> but, uh, but no, it's, it's true. When, you know, when somebody gets taken young and they're still full of so much promise and vitality, yeah. It just yeah. it leaves a hole. It really does. Can you can yeah. you shoot me a, a a message, a text that has the information of that, so I can I can post a link to that as well. 
Sure, absolutely. Thank you. Yeah, I'd be happy to. Thank Definitely. you so much. All right. Well, David Joseph, uh, the world's personal ray of sunshine on a cloudy day. I want to thank oh, you. Man. I want to thank you for being on Indecent Exposure. I can't wait uh, to see the the development of this movie in progress, and and I certainly can't wait for it to be released. Um, however, it gets released, whether it's you know, if I have to drive to New York to go see the the mm-hmm. premiere, I'm going to do that. And um, I'll make sure that you get a personal invitation. I I will hold you to that. I will hold you to that, <laughs> David Joseph. You will, my friend. Thanks again, and you take care of yourself. My pleasure. Thank you for all that you do and all that you are, Jason. Be good. Bye-bye. Bye. Now that's the kind of enthusiasm you need to get a project done. Stage, screen, doesn't matter. Anything. And David Joseph is full of it. Boundless uh, enthusiasm, that is. Yes. Going to be playing the part of Billy, the hero slash anti-hero in Pennyland. And he's got some projects going on uh, in addition to that, and I do encourage you to check out his web page, David Joseph Actor, all one word, dot com. And there's a link to that in the show notes, as well as a link to the performance he mentioned uh, down in the city in December, um, which is I Married the Ice Pick Murder. Uh, was it Ice Pick Murder? Yes. So check out the link in the show notes to that. And again, remember, this project can get completed with your boundless enthusiasm, a your boundless enthusiasm that manifests itself in the form of cold, hard cash, which this film deserves to see some of. So do head over to their Indiegogo campaign page. The link is in the show notes or just search Indiegogo. Pennyland. Billy Hahn. One of those is going to get you there. And you check out all of the information that he's got there. Great photos, uh, a trailer, bios, everything. It's all there. Uh, so for now, uh, we'll just we'll just sit on our hands and wait uh, for the movie to get made. I'm, I'm excited and uh, I'm not patient, but I guess I'll have to be. And, um, and we'll maybe check in with them later on. Well, this is Jason Velasquez, your host of Indecent Exposure. And we'll talk next week. Take care. Bye. Now you can subscribe through iTunes. Just look for the button to the right of the show notes in the sidebar. Also, don't forget to sign up to receive Prism, a weekly update from the Greylock Glass that includes exclusive content and updates about the shows. Just look for the sign-up box in the top right-hand corner. For now, thanks for listening, and we hope you join us next week for another episode here at the Greylock Glass. 